I know having a dysregulated kid isn't easy, but it's even harder when you don't know how to foster the right behaviors. And guess what? We were never taught on how to manage a dysregulated kid. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're continuing our conversation about self-regulation, to build coping skills and problem-solving skills so your kids can be good decision-makers when you're not around. So let's dive in. Today, we're talking about strategies that build self-regulation because when our kid is dysregulated, boy, parenting is hard and it's hard for our kids of whatever age they are. So Let's tap into my brain (laughs) and let's talk about all of these amazing strategies. These are things that you can do. And of course, they're always science-backed solutions because we need to use things that we know science already says works. Just to always say in these episodes, right, we have to calm the brain, teach skills. And that's what our Brain Behavior Reset Program is all about. You go to drrosanne.com forward slash help and take our solution matcher and you can apply to be part of our one-on-one program, which really is all about calming the brain, teaching skills. We work with kids and their parents. It's a whole ecosystem that we work with and we get in there, we check under the hood with a brain map and it doesn't matter if your kid has a clinical diagnosis or not, the behaviors have to be there. But let's talk about how we can help our kids self-regulate. And of course, What are the benefits of self-regulation? We talked about the benefits in the classroom, but when our kids are self-regulated, what are the behaviors that we're actually going to see? What are the positive behaviors? Because we've been talking about all the problems. One, they're going to be able to handle emotional upset, daily stressors of all sizes. I'm not saying they're never going to dysregulate, but dysregulation isn't going to be their norm. And that means they're going to be good problem solvers, good coping skills, and really have strategies in their toolkits that they've tried out. These are also kids that have experienced stress. One of the greatest terrible things we've done in these three decades that I've been working with kids and families is we try to bubble wrap our kids so that they're not experiencing stress. And in fact, that's the worst thing we can do. So We don't want them to live in super high stress all the time. We want them to experience stress, then problem solve and build coping skills so that when the next thing they come that is a problem, they then say, oh, I can do this. I got this. They don't go into high distress. Kids that don't have coping skills, the wind can blow and they fall apart. So let's talk about self-regulation strategy basics because we've really got to get into what are the things that really move the dial. So I'm always going to talk about co-regulation. Particularly when your kid has a clinical issue, you're going to have to put your oxygen mask on and you're going to have to model behaviors because your kid, right? Like our processing in our brain. So we have different parts of our brain and they do different things. 
Intelligence is not the trump card for everything. And we actually need skills. We need social skills. We need emotional skills. We need behavioral skills. We need cognitive and attention skills. These are all different parts of the brain. Yes, they work together like a symphony, but the base is self-regulation. Aha moment for you. And so we have to model things. We have to make the implicit explicit. You can't just say, my kid's got, is an AP science. He should know how to do this. I mean, who doesn't think that? But we don't need to get into that with our kids. Instead, I want you to flip that conversation, right? Flip that script and say, my kid has an AP, is an AP science, is doing, you know, got an A, but he doesn't know how to do this. What's going on? Like, what skills is he missing? What's preventing him from doing it? Who knows? Maybe it's depression. Maybe it is a clinical issue. Maybe it's a lack of skills. And that's why we have to model things and do our best to be as regulated as possible. 80% or better. That's the sort of minimum. Like most of the time you're doing a great job. And when you're not doing a good job and you break down because we're human beings, people, I like to talk about it with my kids. Like, wow, I handled that really bad. Like, should have did this, you know? And I love it because sometimes my kids are like, but you know, it was hard, you know, like they model back for me. And I was like, yeah, but still not an excuse. It's good to have these conversations and let them know we're real. So you're always going to add in brain calming methods. If you are trying to build these skills and they're not regulated, oh, it's an uphill battle. It's it's an uphill battle. And please know, like for all of you that have tried the meds and you're here or maybe you're thinking about meds, pills are not skills. It, you still have to teach skills. And when it comes to adding medication, there is a lot of side effects and many medications are recommended. 70% of all medications given to kids under age 18 are used off-label, which means there's no research to substantiate it. So many children get medications that are designed for an adult brain. And we need to be worried about that. And there are ways to go back and listen to the episode before this about interventions, you know, things like neurofeedback, biofeedback, PEMF, magnesium, dietary. And there was a lot of interventions there that we talked about. Let's talk about identifying and labeling emotions. When you're in a dysregulated state, whether you're under or overstimulated, just not connected and you're missing the signs right in front of you. And so really teaching emotional words and labeling emotions, it's one of those things that everyone thinks does a good job at it. But when you're in a stress state as a family ecosystem, you may push this to the wayside. Kids go into one mode, a stress mode. So you know you, you might have the word angry, but we want our kids to experience a range of emotions We want them to be able to distinguish between them. We want them to be able to talk about it. And so it starts with you. Certainly, this is harder with teenagers in some regards because they can be resistant. They can tell you to F off. But you can dip it in slowly and you can always get professional guidance for these kind of things. That's what a lot of times happens in counseling. It's sort of like all those missing things, those implicit things. You need a coach. You need somebody to help you with that. But identifying and labeling emotions helps your child to feel like they're not so stuck because they see the range of emotions and they then can distinguish between them instead of always being like, it's a total poop show. Like there's the one emotion, which is high stress, high anxiety, I should say. I'm going to say this every time I talk, you need explicit reinforcement of desired 
emotional regulation behaviors in particular. So when we see micro steps, the exact behavior we want, we want to call it out and we want to reinforce it. And why do we do that? Because they may not even see it in themselves, especially if this is a kid, an adolescent, a teenager, a young adult, and they have a whole history of failure. They have a whole history of shame. They have a whole history of being dysregulated. They're not going to see their successes. They're going to just always go to the negative. Make sure we are reinforcing, we are pointing it out in a very positive way and in that way of, wow, you know, I see that was hard for you, but you did it. What was, what do you think you did differently? And just get them to connect without it being this just back and forth negative. Hey, parents, are you navigating the challenges of raising a child with ADHD, anxiety, or behavioral issues? Well, I've created a webinar just for you, Self-Regulation Parenting Strategies. And in this webinar, we're going to explore practical tools to help your child manage their emotions, increase focus, and of course, improve behavior. We'll dive into techniques that are not only effective, but nurturing and supportive for your child. Parenting is a journey, and you don't have to walk it alone. Register for this free workshop at drrosanne.com forward slash regulated and join a community of parents just like you who are looking for effective and natural solutions to help your child thrive. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com forward slash regulated. What a great strategy is to practice problem solving. So what happens a lot is that, and this helps you to build stress tolerance, which is another strategy. But when we are in this mode, fight, flight, or freeze, or distress, or disconnect, we don't always have good problem solving skills. And in order to have problem solving skills, you actually have to have some stress tolerance. You have to have experienced distress. We don't want to rescue our kids every second. We want them to experience the range of all the emotions, good and bad, Some build some tolerance also to understand like, oh, this is what grief feels like. Oh, this is what sadness feels like. And really to be like, okay, and this is where that explicit reinforcement, like, wow, your pet gerbil died. Like we've had him like a long time and he lived so much longer than the others. And it's so sad. I feel sad. You know, instead of being like, oh, if you're sad, don't worry about it. We'll get another one. No, 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 no. We want your child to experience it. It's a normal emotion. And when we run away from emotions and stuff them down, they bite in the butt. Maybe 20 years later, but they will. So building stress tolerance, understanding those range of emotions and labeling them leads to better problem solving and getting your kids to think about, you know, what are a couple options? What else could you have done differently? And of course, I'm always going to talk about coping skills in all of this, right? Coping skills and problem solving go hand in hand. Once we have a way to cope with that stress and we regulate, we can move towards figuring stuff out. When we want our kids to be these amazing decision makers, when we're not around. I don't want to be thinking about my kid going to college or wherever they're going and making dumb choices for themselves. I want them to, for me to be like, well, I did my job. I did a good job. They've made good choices for themselves. They are educated. 
and they're going to make the best choice for themselves. And if they don't, hopefully they'll problem solve. (laughs) But we always are so caught up in today and we always want to just bring relief. But really, what do we want to do? We want to build skills. And so that's what this whole conversation was about. If you're looking for solutions, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. You can also can join our free Facebook group. You go to drrosanne.com forward slash group. And these are just ways because we all need a parenting lifeline and it all starts with self-regulation. So I hope you're enjoying this series. I hope this has empowered you to be the powerful parent that you are. Parenting is hard and there are many ups and downs. And I think you now realize how important it is for your kid to self-regulate and that you have the power to foster the skills that you know they need. And just know that it's going to be okay when you start reinforcing those desired behaviors, you talk about emotions and you help your kids build coping skills. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 